The following program contains adult content. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is not safe for work. If you are a pearl clutcher, a prude, or a pious type, just don't listen. Welcome to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize that there are no nice guys. I am your host, Laura Coronado. Thank you for joining me. You're listening to episode seven of There Are No Nice Guys, and I am your host, Laura Coronado. Thank you for joining me today. This is going to be a really cool episode because I brought in an online dating expert. Yes, finally, somebody with like some knowledge and wisdom and some good advice and guidance and someone who's going to like help guide us toward the light at the end of that fucking tunnel. Her name is Amy Helt, H-E-L-T, and you can find her at amyhelt.com. And she has a vast amount of experience with online dating and has taken all of her knowledge to create a program that you can actually enroll in so that you can improve your own online dating skills. And I met Amy on Twitter. Uh, We were following each other and I was doing one of my usual reports on a bad date and Amy found me and reached out to me and we met up and became friends and, and she was generous enough to share her time with us and her wisdom. And so that's the next interview I've got coming up is my interview with Amy Helt, online dating expert. And I want you to really pay attention because one, Amy's enthusiasm for online dating is shocking, okay? Because I'm only used to encountering women like me, cynical, jaded, and skeptical, discouraged, right? I meet so many discouraged daters out there, Um disappointed, right? We're all kind of just sort of fucking disappointed. Like we just keep encountering all of these disappointments, you know? So it's a rare thing to actually meet someone who's like, I love online dating. Amy's that person. And it's important to pay attention to her because you start to understand her take, her strategy with online dating that you're like, oh, no wonder you like online dating because Amy's someone who really took the reins. She took the bull by the horn. She was like, this is my challenge. This is my mountain to climb. This is my plan and I'm going to do it. And she's just had some really great online dating experiences. She's had some really bad experiences too. And she shares those in her podcast called Dating Disasters. So be on the lookout for the Dating Disasters podcast. She does share her bad dates there as well. But here's the thing with Amy. She has never let any of these bad experiences deter her from her path to finding somebody special to connect with via online dating. She doesn't let the disappointments paralyze her. 
And I think we all kind of tend to do that. I know I do. I know there are times where it's like bad date after bad date after bad date or, you know, ghost followed by a bad date, followed by a guy who breadcrumbs me for two fucking weeks, followed by a guy I connect with, but then we never actually meet up for a date. And then I have to end it because he's obviously just like lagging his ass around and I can't deal with that shit. And then I'm just like, fuck it. I can't deal. Like it just puts me in a bad fucking mood. And so I snooze the apps and I go out, but I refuse to make eye contact with other men. I refuse to just sort of make myself available to uh, men approaching me or talking to me. I just sort of take a break. And I decided to take a break from men, not necessarily because I was fed up with them. There are a couple I were fed up with, but um, I'd also had a really great experience with a guy who was unavailable and I just didn't, I wasn't really ready to let him go. And I felt like by moving on and dating, I'd be doing that. And I just sort of wanted to savor this experience I had with him. And so I really didn't want to dive back into dating. And like I said, I was irritated by a couple of other guys. So I decided to snooze the apps and take a break from men and from sex. And then coronavirus hit. So perfect timing, right? Now I'm like fucking self-isolated as we all are. And I shouldn't be going out and dating anyway. So, you know, this worked out really well to my advantage. And I'd been thinking about um, keeping the app snoozed and um, continuing the break even after coronavirus ends because I expect for it to be a shit show in the dating world uh, when this is over with. But after this interview with Amy, you're going to find that I perk back up and I start becoming a little bit more optimistic. And I'm feeling like... I may just go back out there into the dating world when coronavirus is over. And I'm curious again, and I feel prepared. And I am a woman who knows what she wants. And I trust that I will make smart decisions. And I will be in control of my experience. And I am going to make sure that it's a damn good one. You're listening to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize that there are no nice guys. I am interviewing today an expert, I think, on single women, and especially in online dating. Her name is Amy Helt. Thank you, Amy, for joining us. Thank you for having me, Laura. I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your expertise. Uh, we met on Twitter because I was you sharing did. a bad dating story, wasn't I? <laughs> yep, you were. You were. And you totally related. And it turns out that you have a podcast about bad dates. It's the Dating Disasters podcast. Yep. I mean, this is something I've been meaning <laughs> these past four years that I've been divorced. So it's actually, it's a great podcast. I've already listened to it. Thank and you. And there are some great stories on there. I mean, there's <laughs> stories, Amy, that I'm like, this should be like a Netflix documentary. Right. 
Yes. That, and even as I was, you know, recounting the stories, because most of them have happened to me mm-hmm. or to, you know, their firsthand accounts. My guests have had some crazy stuff happen. But I always think that too. I'm like, that just did not happen. But no, it actually did. And it's <laughs> funny because it happens. This this very bizarre story that's very unique to you. And, and, and stories, I should say, because there's more than one. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet... I still relate to them, even though my dating disaster stories are different. And I mm-hmm. think that's the way it is with any single woman, any single woman who's like listening to another single woman recount her stories. It's like we still relate because our, the details are different. The names and the places are different. But the impact that it leaves you with is all the same for all of us. Oh, I totally agree. And when it comes to dating, disasters are something that it's kind of a common language. Like you said, it may look different. Mm-hmm. There are different people participating, obviously, but mm-hmm. the, the feeling of it happening to you, really, it, it's the same. It is a universal language when you're single and you're out there and you're dating. It's kind of like getting to a car wreck. I mean, if you've ever been in a car wreck, and I think most everyone who's ever driven, you, you've got, at some point you're either in a fender bender or just a big car accident. Um, again, it's all going to be different for all of us. The car we were driving, the person we crashed into, the corner where it happened. But the impact of the experience is the same. And I feel like that's exactly what you're saying about dating disasters. It's just, it's all the same for all of us. Yeah. And, you know, if you remember when we met for wine to talk about the, the issue you had at that time, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's almost like, I hate to say camaraderie because misery should not love company, but it sure. is something very relatable because it becomes, you know, your story. And then, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. This one time this happened to me. Mm-hmm. And it is that very, that very common ground. Yes. So yeah, definitely. And that's kind of the point of my podcast is that I want to use this almost like a support group for single women. And the idea is to not let anyone feel like they're alone. But as single women, you are not alone. Like I relate, Amy relates, and that's why yeah. she started off her podcast, The Dating Disasters, which you can find, you said anywhere you can find a podcast, right? Like Wherever I- you get your favorite podcasts, The Dating Disasters podcast is available. So would you say because you do call yourself an online dating expert and and you do have an online dating like a program I do and and that's called online dating results is that correct yep i put together a program of my best information so i do say i'm an online dating expert because i really don't think anyone loves online dating in quite the way that i do um, i talk greatly about it all the time. I really think it's an amazing way to help you meet the person that you're looking for. No matter what you're looking for in a person, I think online dating is a really great way to do it. That doesn't mean that you know you just stay in your house and don't ever go out and try to meet anybody, but it's a really great addition to what you're already doing. But yeah. I noticed a lot of people struggle with it. You know, it can be really challenging when you're trying to root through those profiles and deciding who you want to talk to. And I just wanted to help people and I wanted to teach them the things that I was doing that made it so enjoyable for me. 
you have your well first of all you're the only person i've ever met who has an optimistic outlook on online dating <laughs> yes i know it's not very common unfortunately unfortunately and i think it's awesome and i feel like one of the reasons that you have this optimistic outlook and one of the reasons that you've been able to develop this program and be an expert is because it seems like you take joy in studying it like it's almost like you've pulled yourself out and you're on the outside looking in and you are studying it with a with an observation to it oh absolutely because when i started online dating i was just doing it i wasn't really giving much thought to what was happening or mm -hmm. how i was doing it mm -hmm. you know why i was meeting the people i was meeting and then the longer i did it because i've used online dating gosh for years probably on and off for about 15 or 16 years wow it's always been my go-to when I'm single and I want to date. That's been always has been the one thing that's remained consistent. I go right back there and you know, I, I start looking for, for what I want. Mm -hmm. And I started to notice though, my friends, like you commented, I'm the only one who really has ever said they love it maybe. <laughs> they also, I mean, they were getting their asses kicked. They were mm -hmm. having the worst time meeting the total wrong people and hating it. And I really couldn't understand why, because I was thinking, geez, I really enjoy this. You know, I'm meeting a lot of really great people. I'm having a lot of fun. You know, I am finding the relationships that I'm looking for. So it was really at that point that I did step back and kind of think, well, what am I, what's my strategy? What am I doing that's giving me success and making me enjoy it so much when everybody else hates it? Mm -hmm. So I did really become an observer. And I learned a lot about what I was actually doing that most people don't do. And would you say that the lessons you've learned and this program you've put together is not only applicable to women, but to men as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is applicable to anyone who is online dating. And it is also whoever you're looking for. It doesn't matter what type of relationship you're looking for the tips and the strategies that i use for my online program they work across the board and they work on any dating platform it's not specific to any one platform no matter what you're using for online dating these strategies will help you well we do tend to look at the platforms as they are as that as though they're different entities and so different we give them like, it's almost like personalities like tinder's where you go to hook up you know right. bumble is for you know since bumble women are making the first move so that's for the the strong independent women and the guys who like strong independent women right match is exactly. for when you're looking to get married um i think people tend to do this but you're saying that really your strategies apply to all the platforms and if that's the case maybe all the platforms really shouldn't be so individual individualized the way that we as single people are doing it. Maybe we're, we're creating, we're creating too many categories for these platforms. And I mean, that's a really valid thought. And as you say it, it wasn't something that when I was using different platforms, mm -hmm. I didn't really think about that, that, mm -hmm. you know, I, I didn't think about how is categorizing each one, but you are exactly right that each one has its own kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And what we don't want to do is make it more complicated. Relationships are complicated anyway. Even the easiest friendships still get complicated sometimes. 
when you are out there looking for someone to spend your time with, whether it's tonight or whether it's for 20 years, mm -hmm. we don't need to make it more complicated than it already is just going to be. Because we're still humans, right? So anytime you're interacting with another human, you, I mean, it's another person. So you have mm -hmm. to take into account their perspective and they have to take into account yours. That can, that makes things complicated sometimes. Yeah. So I think it's a really valid point. And, you know, maybe we are making it way too complicated by categorizing each platform and what its kind of specialty is or what people use it for. Exactly. I'm, I was going to ask you, like, which platforms do you recommend? But as we're having this conversation, I'm thinking maybe that's the wrong question to ask, because maybe the point is that we, as we just said, we stop categorizing them. Um, it's not about the category. It's about our approach to that platform or to any dating platform, isn't it? It sounds like what you're saying is it's really about us and how we approach the situation. Absolutely. And there's going to be a comfort level. So a platform that you really love mm -hmm. for, you know, your sister, she might hate it. It might not work for her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So choosing which online dating platform you use is very subjective. There's nothing wrong with choosing one over the other. They all serve their purpose. The goal of each one is to help make connections. That's the baseline. That's, mm -hmm. that's why you date, to make that connection. What you do with that connection, you know, that's where we have the differences in what people want, mm -hmm. but that initial connection. So, yeah, I think it's definitely up to each individual and just where they feel most comfortable. Well, I'm not going to lie. I feel really comfortable on Tinder. Hey, that's, that's your thing, right? And it is, you want to take into account, you know, what you're looking for. That helps you make the connection. You want to connect with people who are like-minded. That's where you want to start. That's going to save you a lot of trouble down the road. Well, the reason I like Tinder is because I just find that there are a lot more hot guys on Tinder than any other platform. <laughs> Right. So, I so, mean, what would you say to that, though? Am I being too superficial? Am I not really taking this serious enough? But I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I just, I really do just feel like there are more hot guys on Tinder than there are the other platforms. Well, so let me ask you this then. As you are online dating and you're on Tinder and they have hot guys, which is what you're looking for, mm -hmm. are those people that you're meeting on that website, I mean, is that meeting your needs? Is that a website that with what you're looking for in the bigger picture, is that helping you find that person? I've had more luck on Tinder than others. That's for sure. Perfect. Um, then stick I'm, with what works. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, I, I, like you said, maybe I, maybe we make it too complicated. Maybe I make it too complicated because there is a certain reputation that Tinder has. So for me, to fully on fully admit that that's my favorite platform. That's my go-to. It's almost as though I am agreeing to having that same reputation as Tinder. Um, and you know, I mean, I don't want to be like a complete whore or anything. Right, <laughs> and, right. And, and Tinder's thought of Tinder. Tinder really is like the whore of the dating platforms. But honestly, it really is what works for me. And 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 like you said, if it's working with me, then maybe I should just stick with it. Yeah. I mean, first, I wouldn't get caught up in any kind of like image issue. Like if that's working for you, I don't think there should be, you should feel weird about being like, no, I use Tinder all the time. Like, yeah. okay. Okay, great. It works for you. 
And I think there's also an important aspect to remember here, especially with a site like Tinder, where maybe the, the, the get-go is, I just want to meet somebody, I just want to kind of be casual, hook up, and, mm -hmm. and that's fine. Mm -hmm. A lot of people look for relationships like that. Mm -hmm. There's no problem at all if that is the type of situation you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And it's important to understand that's, that that is what you're looking for and mm -hmm. know where to go to find it. And if that's the purpose that Tinder serves, perfect. Because you already have people on that platform who are aware of, of why they're there, what they're looking for. And just because you meet somebody and hook up and you met on Tinder, I mean, how many relationships of any sort start with just a random hookup? I mean, you know, I remember, I'll share in a story of mine that's not on the podcast. Um, <laughs> when I lived in San Francisco and I lived with my best friend, so there were six nights a week where we'd be out having drinks, rolling in really, really early in the morning and still going to work the next day. And we were out at a bar. The last thing I remember was the bartender throwing me some extra shots of Jaeger. And I was mm -hmm. like, awesome. I love Jaeger. Mm -hmm. Next morning, I wake up and I'm like, why is there, who is this person? Someone in my bed. I have no idea who they are. And I have to roll over and introduce myself because oh my now it's awkward. <laughs> I dated that guy for a few months. Like I almost couldn't believe that he would want to go out with somebody yeah. who didn't even remember bringing him home. But, you know, so you can't judge what's going to happen based on how it starts. You know, so even if people are looking for a little bit more than just a hookup and they're comfortable using Tinder because mm -hmm. they like to have fun. Okay. So don't feel weird about it. Don't feel like, you know, that you shouldn't let people know that that's just the one you like best. Yeah. You know, although you and I did discuss that I needed to change my bio because even though Tinder is thought of as a hookup app and I am mainly just looking for hookups, mm -hmm. um, we figured out that I can't be so blatant about that and that I needed mm -hmm. to do some removing of that in my bio. And I followed your advice, Amy, and it has worked. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's totally worked. My bio is, I think my bio is bland, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I mean, all, what it is, is, you know, I, I think I mainly just say, you know, I'm Latina, I'm petite, I have green eyes. I like having fun. Um, I like to practice my guitar after work and that's about it. Um, to me, that's land. Uh, maybe men think that that's hot. What I used to have on there was I'm only looking to hook up or I'm only looking for casual sex. And I mean, I couldn't get laid to save my life because apparently men either are scared of a woman who's just outright open like that or they think she's full of shit or both. Right. And remember, we were talking about some of the people that you were meeting and going out with mm -hmm. and you know some of them just like right when you would meet them was kind of like hmm they weren't maybe they weren't being as respectful in a social setting True. as they mm -hmm. just should be anyway and still you know it doesn't matter what kind of relationship you're looking for mm -hmm. there is still that element of you are two people you need to respect each other and you should still have a standard of behavior like mm -hmm. you don't get to just act like, well, I mean, just throw out the window how I should be treated because really I just want to have sex with this guy and that's it. No, yeah. you still deserve to be treated properly and have someone pay for your meal, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And maybe in that change and my thought process when we were talking about it, 
was that you want to be human to them. They want to, you know, think about the profiles you're reading. You want to connect to it. So you have to operate on a level of that common, I mean, you like to play the guitar. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that about you, you know, when we met for drinks to talk mm -hmm. about dating. Mm -hmm. But that's something interesting. That adds a dimension to you. Mm -hmm. And that makes, that kind of piques people's interest. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, where we live, if you have a profile where you just want to get laid, yeah, that's going to be red flags. They're going to be like, hold on, what's happening here? Mm -hmm. Because that that's a very, it's okay to be very direct, yeah. but it also, you have to consider the audience and think about how it reads to them where maybe they're looking for a hookup, but maybe they're looking for somebody that they like enjoy hooking up with and enjoy talking to. They might not want to get married, but they want to at least enjoy the person. Mm -hmm. So that, that was what I was thinking when we were talking about just adjusting the bio a little bit. Think about what your messaging is, yes. kind of like your brand. Yeah. Your, your profile, that bio and that photo, they are your salespeople when you are not, when you haven't met the person yet. What impression are they giving? And to me, knowing you, I didn't think that that initial bio matched the impression of the person you are. Oh, you're wow. looking for the same thing. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're still looking for something more casual. You're, you just framed it in a different way where it, it makes it a little more real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if that makes sense totally makes sense it totally makes sense um your advice completely made sense your advice was working um and on top of that i think i told you i was going to do a boudoir photography shoot yes and i did and it mm -hmm. went swimmingly well and it completely transformed me so you know talking with you and changing my bio and sort of upping my standards um, with my online dating experiences and then doing this boudoir photo shoot feeling transformed from a single woman to a goddess mm -hmm. and now I just feel really good about myself and even though I'm only interested in hooking up or casual sex or, or sex with no strings attached um, I have decided to up the standards of those men who are allowed access to me or who are allowed to hook up with me. And I, I'm just finding that I need to increase my standards. I think you're right. I think the image I was putting out there um, was not matching with who I am or how valuable I am as a woman. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. all been very, um, it's been all very educational and just has really given me like this whole epiphany about just upping my standards and expecting and requiring more. Yeah, and just because you're looking for casual doesn't mean that you can't expect more. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes, depending on the types of relationships people look for, they make that mistake. They think because they're just looking for something casual mm -hmm. that they don't expect to last a long time what difference does it make it makes yeah. all the difference yeah. it makes all the difference you still should have the same standards you would have if you were looking for a lifetime partner yes. they're just your standards as a human mm -hmm. and sometimes i do think there is a really big disconnect when it comes to online dating and what people are willing to accept mm -hmm. so uh, you know that that happens a lot and making that little change, it also makes you just, it's a reminder for you. Like, hey, you don't have to put up with that. 
even if you're just going to have sex with them and never talk to them again, you still don't have to put up with that. So do you think that a lot of single women end up settling for less? And is that online dating's fault and influence? Or is it just something that sort of happens to us as single women where we just sort of settle for less, whether it's an important relationship or whether it's just casual sex? Do we have a tendency to settle for less? I think we do settle for less because it can be very uncomfortable for women as strong as we are, as powerful, when you run your own business, when you do your own thing, there's still that piece that being definite Mm -hmm. and bold and direct is not appropriate. Mm -hmm. And that somehow, you know, when we're dating, if the guy does like a half-assed job of a date or or a dinner, whatever, Mm -hmm. that we are asking too much if we expect more. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is just unfortunately how it is sometimes with women. Some of it I also think has to do with that on, the online dating aspect of it, where it's, I mean, there you can very easily become conditioned to subpar bullshit. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of it out there. And because it's online, you can get bombarded with it. It takes mm-hmm. work to kind of you know, look past it and really stay in touch with what you know you deserve. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, when you have a high standard, you end up sitting home on the weekends. Yeah. You know, your girlfriends might be out on a date with this guy, a date with that guy. Okay. But when you have a standard, sometimes it takes a little bit longer to find someone to meet it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something we have to accept and we're going to mm-hmm. have higher standards. Do you think that as part of women, accepting less, um, less than we deserve, and settling for less, that that actually causes us to miss those red flags. Now, no, I won't say that. I won't say miss red flags. It's like we purposely ignore those red flags because we're in this process of settling for less. Absolutely. And we don't miss red flags. We make a choice to ignore them exactly. and explain them away because nobody's perfect, mm-hmm. which is complete horseshit. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And when it comes to online dating, because you don't have a, a relationship with the person already, you know, you mm-hmm. don't work with them. Mm-hmm. You don't, they're not, you know, you don't run into them in public regularly to get to know them. And when you start to see red flags from people online, it becomes very easy to be like, well, no, I'm sure that's, you know, whatever, to just kind of explain it away mm-hmm. instead of really paying attention. and. Red flags, I, I'd like to say something about that just while I'm thinking about it. They are different for everybody. Mm-hmm. There are things that would bother you that may not bother me and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So there's not a standard beyond maybe like, well, I was going to say beyond maybe like being a felon, but I mean, honestly, <laughs> it, that depends. Some people don't, you know, it depends on the crime, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it is very subjective too. So there's not a, a broad stroke of this is what should concern you. Mm-hmm, but I really do think think that those get explained away when maybe a normal reaction would be like, no, I'm not settling for that. Yeah. But it becomes kind of like, oh, well, you have to accept people. And I mean, yeah, you do, but Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't. 
and that's okay. You don't have to explain yourself. But I, we don't we don't miss them. We we completely ignore them on purpose because we don't want them to mess up what we think we've got going on. How do we find that balance though between being someone who is purposely ignoring red flags and then being someone who is being overly skeptical? Like, here's a good example. Like, I'm beginning to un- learn, Amy, that even though a guy's on Tinder, it doesn't mean he's single. Mm-hmm. And I have to actually ask men, are you married? I mean, it's ridiculous that someone on Tinder, I, someone I match with on Tinder, and I have to ask the dude, are you married? Yep. It's a ridiculous question that I should have to ask. So to me, that's not being too skeptical. But if he says no, at some point, I could be one of those people who's like, are you sure you're not married? Or I go out on a date with him. And then I'm like, are you, are you sure you're not married? And I keep asking the same question. Like, how does one balance being someone who's ignoring all the red flags and someone who's being like a crazy person who's paranoid? <laughs> well, it is honestly, it, it can be difficult to not get paranoid, mm-hmm. especially in our city with, with dating. And I know other major cities, even smaller cities, everybody, every city kind of has their own thing. Mm -hmm. But here, I really feel like very much it's about image Mm -hmm. and kind of smoke and mirrors. And okay, I mean, we just have to know what we're dealing with. Yeah. But I think the most important thing for particular, well, women or men really dating to kind of stay focused is to really be clear about who you are as a human. When you are understanding and comfortable with who you are, you will accept less from people. You know, if they're substandard, you're not going to tolerate it. You're going to have that confidence to just be like, look, something doesn't feel right. You know, you would assume if someone's online that they would not be married. You may have to ask, you know, I would. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you see weird things starting to happen and your gut tells you something's up, when you're really a confident person, you're able to just walk away from it. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to bother being paranoid and weird and going off the deep end because why bother? Like something, something is off and it doesn't matter what it is. And the more you feel comfortable with who you are and what you're looking for, the easier those things become. The easier, because the balance is like a mental game. Mm-hmm. It's, it, and it's, it's on each of us as we're dating online to maintain that balance. It doesn't come from an outside force. Mm -hmm. It's our internal being like, okay, I have to be reasonable. I don't feel right about this. That's it. Yeah. Move on. Because there are, I mean, men are like buses. Another one comes by every like 10 minutes. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, you don't have, there's this one and he's great and I don't want to let him go. Okay. But you know, so that's really where I think the, the calmness and the ability to be clear about it. Mm -hmm. And Frankly, if you are out with a guy and you have to keep asking him, is he married? Something is going on, whether it's that that person is insecure or the guy is doing weird stuff. Mm -hmm. So just stop it there. Like it's only dating. You're not, you're not going to marry him right now. So just get rid of him because something about that situation, it makes you uneasy and pay attention to that. So would you say though, in order for us to have a good online dating experience, and be as optimistic about it as you are and enjoy it as much as you do, that we need to work (laughs) on ourselves first and know ourselves first and be true to ourselves first before we go into that? Would you say that helps? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
because if we don't really know who we are, and I mean, there's a huge thing in just understanding who you are as a human. Mm -hmm. There's a whole nother thing of accepting it Mm -hmm. because as in society, I mean, it's sometimes just not okay to be who you are and, or you feel like it's not okay to be who you are. We all should just be very authentic. And that includes with online dating too. Mm-hmm. And there are so many people, you've probably met men like this. I know I did who are just kind of out there and they're just dating and there is no thought process to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of like, Hey, it's Tuesday. I want to go for beers. Like there's nothing you ask them questions, these are things they never thought about. Mm. So you can be more successful and kind of shield yourself almost from letting the bullshit affect you so much Mm -hmm. when you really understand who you are and you're okay with it. Because then you come from a space of of you're in control of who you're going to go out with. You're making the selection that fits you the best. Mm -hmm. You, you know, you're not settling for something that you know is not what you're looking for or trying to make something work mm-hmm. that isn't going to. It really changes your perspective. And it's not just the attitude you'll have toward dating then, but it's how you actually do it that changes once you you do that kind of self-work. Yeah. Yeah. How do we bounce back from disappointment? Because even if I've worked on myself, even if I've set higher standards, I'm bound to get disappointed anyway. That's just how life works. And I'm bound to go on a date and I thought this guy was all this. And then he turns out to be something else that Mm -hmm. doesn't meet my standards. And then there's disappointment. Like how do I bounce back from that? How do I stop being discouraged? Well, like you mentioned, it is always going to happen. Dating is a verb. And the fact is, if you look at, it's a numbers game. I mean, 99.9% of the dates you go on aren't really going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. That kind of sucks when you think Mm -hmm. about it, but it is, it's a numbers game. It's getting out there, getting face to face with the person to get to know them. And most people are, it is going to be a one, a one night date. It's not going to lead anywhere. And that's okay. That's what dating is. So understanding that when you go into it, that that is just the process. And beyond that, even if you go out a couple times with one guy and you think he's really great, and then you kind of find out it's not working, Mm -hmm. that's part of the process too. So it's, it doesn't take away the disappointment that naturally is a feeling that comes up with online dating, Mm -hmm. but it's that thinking about, okay, well, hold on a minute here. Like this is part of the process. It's not a big deal. Some people are just not a fit for what I'm looking for. So Mm -hmm. I want to go find the person who's a fit for me. And let's face it, the longer we spend with, you know, going out with or talking online with someone who is not going to be a fit, that takes us away from actually trying to find what we're looking for. Yes. So when you start to look at it like, this is what I really want in my life. I know it's what I want. I know why I want it. Mm-hmm. I'm focused on that. You don't have t- time for the little distractions of the people who don't work out. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that didn't work out. Great guy. Just not going to do it. No problem. Let me move on kind of on to the next one, but not in a, not in a conveyor belty sort of way, Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. in a human relationship sort of way, if that makes sense. 
So, I mean, but it's okay for us to feel that disappointment. You know, we go on a date, it didn't go out the way we want. I mean, we shouldn't necessarily discourage ourselves from not feeling. It seems to me that if we process the disappointment, maybe that's what helps us move on to the next date. Yeah, I think it's important to not let the disappointment sideline you. Yeah. And I mean, I've been on a ton of dates where I'll be on my way home and I'll call one of my girlfriends and I'm like, I can't believe I freaking showered for this. Like, <laughs> what a waste. Like, I also had a policy where I would only meet for dinner because I would at least get a really good meal oh. if the date went south. Mm -hmm. So at least I got something after all the time of, you know, lashes and highlights and spray tan to get mm -hmm. ready to go out to mm -hmm. be at my very best where I feel good and make a good impression. But just don't let it sideline you. The feeling is real. I mean, yeah. even in a, a regular relationship when it ends, those feelings are very real. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's heartbreaking additionally because people do let it sideline them mm -hmm. when they know what they're looking for and they know they really want a relationship, whether, mm -hmm. again, it's a casual one or something more in-depth. So feel it, but just don't let it paralyze you. I mean, I guess it's like if you were playing a game of baseball and you took a hit from a ball, knocked the wind out of you. You go through the motion of trying to get your breath back, but once you caught your air again, you go back to running the bases. You go back to hitting some balls. You go back to the game, right? Exactly. Focusing on what you're actually doing. Why are you dating? Mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't matter why or what relationship you're looking for. That is just incidental. That makes no difference. Mm -hmm. But f keep the eye on the prize. And these feelings, because we are human and we are interacting with other humans, you can't avoid being disappointed or angry or disgusted mm -hmm. or those negative feelings that come up when something doesn't work out mm -hmm. or you find out that somebody maybe wasn't authentic with you. That's okay, yeah. but don't let those negatives sideline you. Stay focused on why you started and what you're really looking for. Wow, you just completely motivated me. So I, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you and I live in the same city. We both live in Las Vegas. We're not uh -huh. in the same room. I could have easily invited you over to my place and we could have done this face-to-face, -face, but we are in the time of coronavirus. Yep. And so you're having to be at home, I'm having to be at my home, and we're doing this online. Um, and so as you know, with, um, well, here's what happened. I had decided to take a break from men, just a small brief break, not like a, oh, I'm taking a long break or a, a year break. No, I'm, I was really just thinking in terms of, you know, maybe a couple weeks, maybe a month. Mm -hmm. I just needed a break from men. So I actually snoozed my dating apps and had just decided I'm taking a break from men. And then coronavirus hit. We all became self-isolated. And I was like, oh my yep. God, this is perfect. Like I was <laughs> taking a break from men anyway. No big deal. Um, but I'm already hearing from my single friends how crazy apparently single men are getting with the self-isolation. A lot of them are trying to hook up anyway. So breaking the rules, you know, that would just be exposing mm -hmm. ourselves to possible germs. Um, mm -hmm. And then I, over, I heard from a friend who's married and she had overheard her husband having like an online talk with his friends. And I guess one of them was single and said, just imagine how horny the single women are going to be when we come out of this. 
<laughs> and I'm like, that is not how it works, dude. So I, I think based on the stories I'm hearing from my friends, I have one girlfriend who's just getting an unlimited amount of dick pics. Guys aren't even uh -huh. sending her messages like, hey, how are you? It's just a picture of a dick. Right. And it's so bizarre. And I'm like, okay, these guys think it's going to be a free for all when we come out of this. And so mm -hmm. I've decided to continue my break just a little bit longer, like even after we're in the clear, just because I'm afraid the dating scene is going to be overwhelming mm -hmm. and desperate. I hate desperate men. Yeah. And um, I'm going to sneeze my apps just a little bit longer. So how do we navigate all that? Like, you know, they're going to be like these sex crazed, desperate men. Like, how does a single woman <laughs> navigate the waters safely? Well, I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but I think we've all been on dates with sex crazed, desperate men. <laughs> so maybe they're going to be more of them this time yes. in a larger, you know, concentration. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think really the best advice is going to be stay focused on what you're doing. Don't mm -hmm. be swayed mm -hmm. by the fast talker mm -hmm. or the guy who just, you know, we need to listen to our intuition. So if it feels weird, mm -hmm. don't do it. Don't go out with them. And be ready for maybe you know with online dating or even when you're out in public having drinks with your girlfriends again mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. men approaching you just kind of be prepared for that sort of thing okay. and you know i think something important too could come out of this and that's that those men who maybe aren't sending the dick pics are realizing hey you know what i'm by myself mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel so good mm -hmm. and i really miss that person to talk to i miss that person to hang out with so you, there'll be a large percentage of like the dick pic guys. And again, there always are. There are probably just going to be many more this time around. Yeah. But I think they're also going to be a large percentage of guys who kind of, it's sort of their wake up call with like, well, what, what am I doing? Like, yeah, I can go out for drinks with my friends and I can send these girls pictures. But I mean, is that, is that all I want? Mm -hmm. And it might be a time for them to have some self-reflection. But if you already know what you're doing and you're focused on that and you're not having that be swayed by what's happening around you, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. You might be busier with online dating with emails and stuff and maybe there'll be more dates and there might be more disappointment with that. But mm -hmm. it may just be because the numbers are higher. More yeah. people are trying to get back out there at the same time. You know, you brought up the fast talker and I have a problem. If the fast talker is handsome and charming, mm -hmm. I am a sucker mm -hmm. for the fast talker if he's handsome. And he's not a good it. looking guy and he's a fast talker. I'm like, get out of here, buddy. But if he yeah. is like Lenny Kravitz, smoking hot, fast talker, mm -hmm. I'm a sucker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you realize it's happening when it's happening are, are you thinking like he's no. really good looking but there's something like he's a fast talker i don't i never realized until right. after i've had sex with him <laughs> okay but see now you sort of acknowledge like okay there's something about a person like that so mm -hmm. maybe the next time you're out and the guy is super good looking mm -hmm. pay a lot of attention to his body language as well as what he's saying yeah and think in your head like okay i don't want to be sucked in by just the looks here i mean looks matter mm -hmm. and what is attractive to another person again very subjective so we mm -hmm. don't have to look a certain way but if you feel yourself getting kind of 
you know, gazing off into his eyes as yes. he's talking and getting lost, then maybe like let this be your lesson to bring yourself back to reality for a minute and really be present and make sure you're making a smart decision for what you want. I almost feel like I need to take you out with me. So you and I would be, be happy to go. I would be, I would be thrilled. You can be that angel on my shoulder. That's like, Laura, don't have another glass of wine because you're just going to slip into this hypnotic stake even further, you know, drink some water. You'll have to have that earpiece like they do on some of the TV shows yes. where they do like the person and they tell them what to say or what's happening. So they know totally. what to I totally need that. Like I need a little reality check. Someone just to sort of tap me on the head and be like, Laura, come to your senses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you know, sometimes that good looking fast talker, depending on what you're looking for, they're harmless. Sometimes mm -hmm. though, they are really harmful to us. They can mm -hmm. cause us a lot of problems that we just don't need. You yeah. want to enjoy this process. You don't yeah. want to welcome into your life what's going to cause you trouble. Mm -hmm. True. You just want to enjoy yourself and, and have fun and be free and meet people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, be, be aware of that. And, and maybe you need a safe word or something. I don't know. For when <laughs> Maybe you can add that to your online dating services where it's like, people I can might, text you, know? you, you know, like, uh, can you talk me out of this right now, please? <laughs> and I mean, Hey, if you get lost in their eyes and you take them home and it's great sex and you met somebody nice and normal mm -hmm. and you never see them again. Okay. Like that's a win too. If that's all you wanted. True. So it's, it's just staying focused on what you're, you're looking for, especially in times like that when it's easy to get distracted by something mm -hmm. shiny. So I'm a little torn here because, I, as I said, I, I was taking a break from men. Coronavirus uh -huh. happened. Now I've been, I'm intimidated to go back onto the dating scene when it ends because I'm worried about being overwhelmed. However, listening to your advice and your words of wisdom, there's a part of me that sees this as a challenge. And I love challenges. I mm -hmm. love to be a badass bitch and just take on a challenge <laughs> and rule it. There's another part of me that's like, why don't I just continue working on myself as I have been, build up my confidence, accept disappointment, accept that it's just a numbers game. It, you know, it's not an increase, like everything's worse. It's simply just an increase in the numbers of dick pics or the numbers of, of desperate guys out there. <laughs> and I'm not going to let this, this disappointment, like I feel a little bit like armored. So there's a part of me that's like, oh, I don't want to go out there. But there's another part of me like, oh, I, I want to go out there and see if I can master this. Yeah. And you know, online dating, you have to have really thick skin to start with. Mm -hmm. If you are sensitive at all, it may not be the way to meet people because mm -hmm. it can be difficult out there. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of weirdos. There are, there's a lot of disappointment and that is okay. The world, world is full of weirdos and disappointment. Mm -hmm. It's not just in dating. So you have to learn how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think getting back out there and kind of investigating, looking for maybe the people that realized while they now have to sit in their office by themselves mm -hmm. that they may not want to get married, but they really just want somebody that knows them mm -hmm. and, and to hang out with and have fun with, you know, looking for those, those people. And I mean, again, the dick pic guys are always going to be there. Like yeah. now they just have some more time on their hands. And that's it's not even to say that they are bad guys. Mm -hmm. They may be great and just not responding to the situation well. And mm -hmm. they have, you know, they'll be a match for somebody at some point, <laughs> but you know, but I think you're right to, to get back out there and feel empowered. I mean, when you're dating, 
you are in control of what choices you're making. Mm -hmm. You're choosing when you're on Tinder looking, you're making that choice. Mm -hmm. If that person doesn't choose you too, oh well, but you made the choice. You're not waiting for something to just come to you. Yeah. So, yeah. I think you make a really good point there. We need to be held accountable for our own dissatisfaction if we're having dis experience and dissatisfaction with online dating. So whether mm -hmm. you know, we're satisfied or dissatisfied, we need to take ownership for those feelings um, because when it comes down to it, if you're having bad date after bad date after bad date, the common denominator there is, is you. You're the person who's constantly yep. having these bad dates. You're the, the person who's constantly dating the handsome fast talkers who are heartbreakers, mm -hmm. right? Um, right? That common, de common denominator there is me. So it seems to me that I need to take ownership of all of this. And like you said, it really is a matter of, I am in charge. I really am in charge. I'm not some um, giddy little 13-year-old girl who can be easily taken. Maybe sometimes I do act like that when he's a charming, handsome, fast talker. But I'm choosing to be that giddy 13-year-old girl. I could choose instead to be an empowered, reasonable, sensible 48-year-old woman who can see right through the fast talker. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, making, you're making me want to choose to be that 48-year-old, sensible, reasonable woman who sees through the fast talker. Right. And I mean, maybe sometimes you're going to choose to not be as powerful, but it's mm -hmm. always your choice to make. Mm -hmm. And what we attract, we attract who we are. Mm -hmm. We don't attract really normally what, what we're thinking, where we want to go later. Mm -hmm. Who are we in that moment? Like mm -hmm. if we want somebody who's going to, you know, hang out with us and get to know us because we are strong and powerful, that's what we want to be because that the people that then we go out with that like us, that's going to be why. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it is our choice. It isn't just, and it makes me crazy when people online date and they just sit there and they get emails and they just respond to whoever contacts them. Like that is a sure way to freaking fail. Mm -hmm. Get mm -hmm. off your ass and get out there and find what you're looking for. You know what you're looking for better than anybody. So be proactive in finding it. Especially women, we do tend to sit on our laurels and wait for the guys to approach us. So are you saying that we should now maybe start asking the guy that we're crushing on out? Maybe we should initiate the conversation. Because you know, even like Tinder is a really good example. You can match with a guy on Tinder, but who starts the conversation first? And it sounds like what you're saying is, if you know what you want, don't wait for him to approach you. Go ahead and approach him. Oh, yeah, no. I totally, I would do my, my searches with my own criteria. Mm -hmm. The guys that came up, I would always first look at photo, obviously, because mm -hmm. to me, if there was no photo, I wasn't interested. That's kind of a red flag to mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. I would read their stats. And then if I was interested, I would email them. I mean, and I think about the percentage of emails I would get. And in that bunch, how many men I would actually be interested in. Mm -hmm. I mean, the percentage is pretty low because, you know, you have a lot of guys out there who are just looking to date somebody. Mm -hmm. And when you're definite, with what you're looking for, your standards are different. Mm -hmm. So I would just use the search criteria that I wanted to use and I would reach out to those guys. I mean, the best thing I would ever do, I would send an email and if they would respond to me, the third or fourth email, maybe if it took that long, mm -hmm. I would just give them my phone number. And mm -hmm. I would just make, I'm like, I'm a terrible typist. I really, mm -hmm. you know, I'm really busy with work. Here's my number. It's my business number. If you want to call me, awesome. I'd love to talk. 
to get it offline and actually mm-hmm. to the process of planning something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, if you see a guy that you're interested in, why wait for him to come to you? Yeah. Put it out there. See if he responds to it. He yeah. may or he may not. If he doesn't, no big deal. Then he wasn't the one for you anyway. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, the rules have changed. We no longer live in an age where a woman has to sit back and wait for a man to ask her to the dance. Like there's no reason why we can't be the one to take that initiative, especially if we're in a position where we do know we want. And now I want to challenge all single women listening. If you find yourself not in a position uh, where you feel comfortable approaching a man that you like, then maybe you need to go back to the drawing board and think about what it is that you want. Maybe you're one of those women who doesn't know what you want yet. And if you're someone who doesn't know what you want, you're going to get all kinds of crap. Don't you True. Think? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, all kinds of crappy guys are going to be coming your way because you're the woman who doesn't know what she wants. Be the woman who knows what she wants. Take the bull by the horns and approach a man if you're interested in him. Yeah. And- And you don't have to be like weirdly aggressive. Mm -mm. I used to just send an email that, hey, saw your profile. We have some things in common or you look interesting, whatever. You know, Mm -hmm. let me know if you're interested. That Mm -hmm. was it. And if they never responded to me, I didn't take it personally. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know them. It's dating. And I wasn't this crazed weirdo in, you know, in reaching out to them first. Yeah. And that's okay because think about, again, the... If you're online dating right now, or you were before coronavirus happened, (laughs) I mean, what are the messages that are coming into your inbox? Like how many of them are from legitimate, like, oh no, I would totally, he's my type. I would totally go out with him. Mm -hmm. There are, there might be a few. The majority aren't though. Yeah. So what the hell? Like, why would you leave it up to them? Like you should be in charge. This is your, your experience. Mm -hmm. Why Mm -hmm. just sit there and let them come to you? That's a surefire way to not get what you're looking for. And to waste a lot of time. Now you're saying that you sent an email. So what platform is that? Is that match when you send yeah, an email? Mm-hmm. And when I was online dating, even the most recently, I was using match mm-hmm. uh-huh. as well. I used eHarmony. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't dislike it, but I really like to choose my own partner. Mm-hmm. And, um, and eHarmony actually matched me with an X. And as I was because you could read his profile. So as I was oh reading gosh. the details about him, mm-hmm. I started laughing out loud because that's not who he was at all. And oh I had dated gosh. him for like six years. <laughs> so isn't so that I mean, that good... brought me some joy. But <laughs> That's also a great example of what you're saying about people not being authentic. I mean, you already know this man because you were with him for six years. So you yep. already know that he is like full of shit in his bio. Yeah. Yeah. And eHarmony thought we were a match based on also things that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So uh, that yeah, brings I mean, us to the lesson that we should be wary of people's bio. Like you, you read a bio, you like it, it piques your interest, but don't put all your eggs in one basket and don't just right away uh, assume that everything you say in his bio is accurate until you actually can meet the person and use your own instinct to judge for yourself. Exactly. And like the point you made of not being paranoid. You know, at some point, we do have to just trust. That doesn't Mm -hmm. mean we have to put ourselves in a vulnerable position, Mm -hmm. but we do have to initially at least take people at face value. Mm -hmm. One of the best things you can do, I think, too, when you are planning to meet someone, when you've connected online and you're actually planning a date, you should have their full name and Mm -hmm. their phone number. Just do an online search for them. 
-hmm. These things are not complicated. They are not expensive. That's how I found out one guy who was um, messaging me online on Plenty of Fish years mm -hmm. ago. He mm -hmm. was actually married. Mm -hmm. He was exactly who he said he was, except he used a different name. And I uh. wondered why when I entered his name in all these searches, I couldn't find anything because he made up his name. He didn't make up the information he gave me, but he was actually married. It cost me $4.95 to do a reverse phone number search. And I found out and that was that wow. before I even went out with them because something didn't feel right. Uh -huh. Now, normally I would just Google somebody because also you want to kind of make sure that, you know, you have to put trust in this person, just mm -hmm. like they have to trust you. Mm -hmm. And if you are somebody who's online and you're lying about who you are, you need to get offline. Yeah. Don't, don't be the inauthentic person either. It's hard enough. Let's not, you know, add to it. Yeah, definitely not. But it's definitely that, you know, that balance between you know, I have to take them at face value, but as I get to know more about them, I'm still going to do my due diligence mm -hmm. to make sure this is all true. Yeah. So that's just the nature of anything online though, because it's not that you don't have that background. You don't have that history with the person. Mm -hmm. It's not like, well, my cousin, it's my cousin's best friend or something like that. You know, you're just, you have to trust that what they say is true. And I think also we need to trust ourselves to be able to handle disappointments or rejection or being let down or finding out that we've been lied to. I think that's probably a big part of it. I think one of the ways we can armor ourselves to not lose our motivation and our interest in online dating is to trust ourselves that we can handle the situations correctly that are, are in our own best interests. Of course. And that is a lesson when you are dealing with rejection or disappointment. Mm -hmm. That's just not in dating or relationships. That mm -hmm. is a life lesson. Yeah. You know, getting fired from a job, you know, all kinds of losing an actual friendship, mm -hmm. like things sometimes just don't work out. And when they don't work out because the other person was not authentic, we have got to remember that is not, that has nothing to do with us. It sucks because we have to, you know, we're kind of dealing with the emotional, you know, we're upset about it, mm -hmm. but it doesn't say it has nothing to do with us. Yeah. That's the thing about men who cheat or women who cheat. Really. I'm always like, okay, but it really doesn't have anything to do with the other person. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with the cheater. Yes. It just happens that the partner has to deal emotionally being hurt. Yeah. And it's really hard in those moments to remember, wait, it doesn't, that says nothing about me. It says mm -hmm. everything about them. And that kind of baseline safety net or knowledge really helps you in life in general. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It just means, again, it doesn't paralyze you. So, yeah, yeah. yeah there's disappointment. It's just, it's just what happens, and it has nothing to do with you. And that's what we should consider a single woman. Anytime that we're ghosted, anytime that we've been, mm -hmm. we're being breadcrumbed, anytime that we've been stood up, we're sitting at the restaurant, and the guy never shows up. That kind of behavior says a lot about the, that person who did it, about the man who stood you up or the man who ghosted you or the man who breadcrumbed you. That says everything about him. It says nothing about you. And as you said, just said, we shouldn't give it so much power that we allow it to paralyze us. Right. And I mean, if that happens to you, count your blessings in that moment because a person who does something like that mm -hmm. would never be respectful in any other scenario. 
Yeah. And I always think of this phrase that I heard, whether you're religious or not, it really doesn't mm-hmm. matter, but it's God's rejections are God's protections. And anytime something doesn't work out, you get mm-hmm. stood up on the date, you get completely ghosted before the date, you are being saved from something, yeah. a waste of your time, getting emotionally involved. Mm-hmm. It's leaving you open to meet the person you should be meeting. Mm-hmm. But we can't internalize it. I feel like women especially take things really personally. Mm-hmm. What did I do wrong? Could I have been better? It's because I'm not pretty enough or I'm not smart enough. Yeah. No, it's just that the guy's a fucking dirt bag and he did you a giant favor. Yeah. So thank him, send it out to the universe and get back there and go out with another guy you had interest in. Yeah, I always say when something like that happens to me when I've been ghosted or stood up, I always think to myself, I probably dodged a bullet. Uh-huh. Because somebody who acts like that is a piece of shit. And mm-hmm. would I want to have sex with somebody like that? No. Would I want to continue dating someone like that? Would I mean, let's pretend that I wasn't ghosted by this guy, but maybe he ghosted somebody else. That wouldn't make me feel any better about him. You know, Correct. if somebody mm-hmm. came back to me and said, you know what? I used to date the guy that you're dating, but he ghosted me. And then I'd be like, oh my God, he's a piece of shit. So yep. if he's ghosted me, if he stood me up, I probably dodged a bullet and that's actually a good thing. And I I do feel grateful when that happens. Yeah. He showed you who he is Mm -hmm. early on. So you did not get invested in a relationship. You didn't welcome him into your home or your life. He showed you who he was and that is a blessing. And women too. I mean, a lot of women do that too. Mm -hmm. And I have the same feelings about women who do it Yeah, because nobody should do it. But unfortunately we have a lot of douchebags out there, both men and women Mm -hmm. who who think that behavior is acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny you were talking about taking things too personally. Um, Because as women, I mean, I think we're having a very sensible conversation here. Of course, Mm -hmm. you know, um, none of us should be taking rejection or disappointment personally. Um, But sometimes I feel like men, or maybe some men, not all men, maybe maybe even then it's a a younger men's thing. I think I've told you before, I I like to date younger men. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had a young man one time, he he and I were actually just on, we were only at the texting stage of things, nothing beyond that. And he's, his, his texting with me, something about the conversation, I don't know, it just seemed like it was dying off. So I felt mm-hmm. like he was just sort of losing interest, which is fine. Um, mm-hmm. But once he lost interest, or I perceived that he lost interest, I lost interest too. I mean, why would I be interested in someone who is no longer interested in me? So I stopped mm-hmm. texting and checking in, whatever. Then one day out of the blue, he texts me, he says, oh, I guess you've lost interest in me. And I said, well, I think you kind of lost interest in me first, which is why I lost interest in you. And then he went to a whole tirade about how I shouldn't take it personal that it seemed like he lost interest. (laughs) And I'm like, but I mean, if you lost interest in me, isn't that kind of personal? And at least I wasn't like, I mean, I wasn't angry. It didn't paralyze me. Like you said, I, I was texting with him, but I was also dating somebody else. Um, so it wasn't paralyzing me, but I certainly read his behavior as being something that I needed to just walk away from, like onto the next guy, like you said before, like men are like buses, another mm-hmm. one's going to come along. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got really mad that I took his lack of interest to mean that he wasn't interested. <laughs> well, and I mean, and that is kind of funny because especially when you're texting and you haven't met yet. Mm-hmm. Things, I mean, it is very difficult to keep a text relationship going Yeah. and people just get busy. Mm-hmm. So there could be all these 
other factors, but if he doesn't communicate it, then communication is important too. Again, no matter what kind of relationship you want, you have to be effective at communicating with mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. So there are no misunderstandings. But I think it's kind of funny that like he gets irritated that you stop texting him. <laughs> and then now it's like a thing. Well, yeah. okay. But again, if you were interested, like we would have already slept together. So what are you doing? Yeah. Like, psh, I mean, what, you know, and that's okay. That's a normal cycle of things though. Sometimes you text a few times and you're just like, whatever. You don't really care if you meet him. It's not important. Yeah. So that's probably not a fit for you. Yeah. But I yeah. think it's really funny that he like, you know, texted you later to be like, hmm, <laughs> just, just so you know, okay, dude, whatever, like, all right, right. Now, that's I fine. Have, I have to ask you about <laughs> another guy and I, I would love your feedback on the, how I handled the situation. Even if you think that I handled it incorrectly, I, I need to know. So okay. I matched okay. with a guy on Bumble. And we immediately, first we're messaging on Bumble, then we moved the conversation over to text messaging. And mm -hmm. I tried to create a policy for myself. Like you said, you had the policy about when you were online dating about dinners, right? Because at least you would get a meal out of it. Well, I had <laughs> yeah. at this point created a policy of if we don't meet within two weeks, which to me, two weeks is even generous. But I was thinking if I don't mm -hmm. meet a guy for a date within two weeks of having matched with him and texting with him, I'm moving on to the next guy. And so I gave him two weeks, mm -hmm. two weeks passed. Sure enough, we never, we'd never had a date. We weren't even talking about it. Like there wasn't even a conversation of, Hey, how about next weekend? Like there was nothing like that. Mm -hmm. And, and mind you, there had been point where we were supposed to meet but for whatever reason on his end it didn't work out mm -hmm. so um two weeks pass I send them a text message and I'm just saying and I even wrote it out before I sent it to him just so I had it prepared and I said hey Smart. it's been two weeks um we still haven't met we are not even talking about meeting um I think it's time for us to move on to the other people that we're both probably dating um mm -hmm. but I enjoyed getting to know you and I wish you the best and his response was, um, well, I was sick all last week. And then the week before that, I had to help my brother. So like right away, he had excuses as to why we uh -huh. had that. And I just didn't even bother responding to that text message. So was my two-week time too strict? Honestly, I don't think so at all. I think it was very generous. Mm -hmm. You know, we're adults. There's no reason that you cannot move from a connection online to giving your phone number to a text or even a phone call mm -hmm. to a date within a week. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think people feel like because it's online, maybe it's not totally real and you can mm -hmm. just drag it out. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, in his case, I mean, stuff does happen, right? Yeah, stuff yeah. comes up that you have to reschedule. Mm -hmm. But then you reschedule. Yeah. And if he's telling you now he was sick that well, week before or whatever, and you didn't know, why wouldn't he just mention that in this text communication? Well, I'll be honest. He had told me he was sick the week before. Okay. But, um, and so he couldn't meet me yet. He, then he sends me a picture of him at the office. I'm like, okay, well, how sick are you that you're still going to work, but you couldn't meet me with a date. Although I don't want to catch yeah. his germs. So if he's really sick, that's fine. Like you said, you have <laughs> to believe what they tell you. But I mean, right. Within that week that he was sick, he still didn't say, how about next week? Or when he sent me a picture that he's back at work, oh my gosh, here's a click, here's a, a good one. He said he's sick, but he still went to a Super Bowl party and he sent me a picture of him at the Super Bowl party. Yeah, I'm still feeling under the weather, but I went ahead and, mm -hmm. you know, headed out to the Super Bowl party with my, with my brother. 
So you yeah. kind of see where I'm thinking like, okay, yeah, you yeah. said you're sick and, and, and that's a good excuse for canceling a date, but you're still going to a Super Bowl party. You're still going to work. Like, I don't know. Do you, I mean, I'm not being unreasonable, right? And, and ending it after two mm. weeks. No, I think his priorities are just different than yours. Mm -hmm. If he really wanted to get together, he would have done it. Mm -hmm. Even when you're sick, like, hey, you know what? I don't feel well, but I'm going to the Super Bowl parties because I'm feeling better. And that's on what day was the Super Bowl? A Sunday. I don't yeah, watch much Sundays. football. So, yeah, okay, Sunday. Sundays, yeah. So maybe like, hey, but I'm feeling better. So I'm going to be able to go to that. So why don't we plan a date for like Tuesday or Wednesday? I should be fully recovered. Yeah. Let's plan on it. And if I don't feel better, then I'll let you know beforehand. He could have handled it a bunch of different ways. Mm -hmm. um, I did notice when I was online dating that sometimes guys would get a little testy if you kind of didn't want to continue just texting or talking to them on the phone. Mm -hmm. If they were slow to actually commit to a date yeah. to go out to meet you, mm -hmm. they really... Um, I mean, you can tell right away the people who are just going to keep doing that and the people who really want to meet you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I would have handled that the exact same way. I mean, you were honestly kind of generous to even tell him. I probably mm -hmm. wouldn't have said anything. Ooh, I would have really? just all of a sudden become pretty busy. Uh -huh. And, oh, you know, I just really don't have time. I don't think we're looking for the same thing. That's all. Interesting. I, th I think you handled it correctly because it should not have taken that long. And if he was sick, you should have had something rescheduled. Yeah. Because and it goes back to that kind of respect that, you know, I want to meet you, so mm -hmm, I'm going to mm -hmm. make it happen. We do things that we want to do. Yeah. We drag our feet when we don't really care. Exactly. So I'm not crazy in assuming that he really wasn't that interested in me or even that interested in meeting me, right? Like, if I... No. Yeah. I mean, if a guy really wants to meet you, he actually takes you out on a date. He actually meets you. And anything beyond that, anything that's vague, anything that's confusing is really nothing more than him communicating. You know what? I'm not that interested in you. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Because that's not specific to you. Yeah. That's he's going to the Super Bowl party. He was sick. He doesn't, you know, he's in no hurry. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not what I'm looking for. To some people, some some women wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I would mind it because mm -hmm. I'm not here messing around. I'm mm -hmm. here to meet a partner. Yeah, I mean, I I'm busy wanna... too, or I was sick last week too. You know, I just don't want to waste my time. And the other thing is, like, I think I, when I was texting with him, I was texting with the other one that got upset when he, you know, got upset with me because he was losing interest, and so then I lost interest, and at the same time, I was dating another guy. So, I mean, when there's a lot of guys in the picture, and I don't know why guys don't realize that just like they're talking to, you know, three or four different women, so are we. We're talking to a bunch of different guys at the same time, too. If we're not in a relationship, we're also entertaining different men, you know? And of course. sometimes I don't want to d entertain three, four, or five different men at once. Sometimes I want to narrow it down to the one guy who actually is paying attention to me and spend some quality time with him. And so I have mm -hmm. to cut off these other guys because they still haven't met up with me. They, they're, they're, they don't seem very interested. And, and so I lose interest. Yeah. And I actually call that thinning the herd. Oh, <laughs> oh, good when I was dating, because mm -hmm. I was looking for a relationship, but again, it didn't matter what specifically I was looking for, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I cast a really wide net. Mm -hmm. I, from there, narrowed it down a little bit. The other guys, I would talk to them. I would see who wanted to go out. I would go on a bunch of dates. And every time the group would get smaller and smaller because I was after one, finding one person. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to always be having to juggle five. Yeah. 
you know, maybe one who only calls me and then one that I go out with, you know, twice a week. And then Mm -hmm. one, we're just making plans. I was after that one person. Mm -hmm. And that was the process in finding out, out of these men. I mean, who's going to be good? Not the guy who can't even set up a date, forget him because I've got five others here and I'm booked all week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that that's the nature of dating. And I always, I chuckle when people do online dating and go on a date or two and think they're the only person with that man or with <laughs> that woman. Yeah. And I'm like, it, it's online dating. <laughs> yeah. Dating. We're verbing. We're, it's a verb. We're out there. We're doing mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. that's yeah, what unless, dating is. So. Unless you have a conversation about exclusivity, you pretty exactly. much have to assume that the other person is seeing other people as well. And you should be seeing other people as well, too, because why not? You know, I mean, until exactly. you find that one special one. And, and with me, like I said, I'm always looking for like, you know, the more casual sex or the, the no strings attached type of situations. But even mm-hmm. I might narrow that down to one guy because they're, I can actually, even at that level, I can still make a connection with someone and really like mm-hmm. someone and really like their time. Or, or I just like them best. There's always one yeah. guy who's going to be a favorite. And that's the guy yeah. who's going to get my attention because he's paying attention to me. Exactly. And that's what dating is about. That's what the goal is mm-hmm. to find that one person that fits your needs. And whether it fits your needs for a week or two mm-hmm. or for 40 years, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The goal is to get to what to, to your favorite. And you got to, you know, go through a lot that aren't your favorite and, and cut people loose. And that's just the nature of it. Well, I'm feeling pretty courageous. I think when coronavirus is over, I think I'm going to give it a shot because you know why? If I decide that it is overwhelming and there's too many desperate men, I can always pull back again. But I think when we're in the clear, I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot, Amy. I think you should. And I think if you stick with definitely what you're looking for Mm -hmm. and you take control of the search, you're going to find that you're not going to really be affected by like the large amount of desperate men. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's probably going to feel like a lot of normal dating because you're in charge. You're not just accepting what's being thrown at you. Yeah. You're making choices and picking what you want. So I'm going to do it and then I'm going to come back to you and report my findings. I can't wait. (laughs) I really, I'm very excited about this. I think it's a really smart thing to do. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go and wrap up the show, but before we uh, end, I want to tell people where to find you. So where should people go to find you? They can find the podcast at the Dating Disasters Podcast, correct? That is correct. And is there, um, I don't know, do you want to share your social media or anywhere else that they should be going? Yeah. So on social media, you can find me at Online Dating Results. That is the name of my dating program. Mm-hmm. And online, it's super simple, amyhealth.com. And you can see all of my programs there. Oh, awesome. That's perfect. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you for having me. It was so much fun sharing all your advice and your wisdom. And I swear you really have encouraged me to give it another shot. And I feel I feel prepared. I feel prepared to handle it. I'm glad that's that's all you need. You just need to be prepared and everything will be fine. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Amy. Thank you, Laura. I appreciate it. Well, that brings us to the end of episode seven of There Are No Nice Guys. And I hope that you enjoyed 
my interview with Amy Helt. And I really, really hope that you got some good tips that you've you've become more motivated or maybe more confident or maybe more empowered when it comes to your online dating experience. And I hope that you also had some moments where you were enlightened, maybe had an epiphany or two. Um, But I think it's really important that you understand the lesson that it's really on you. Your online dating experience is on you. And you have to take ownership for either your satisfaction or your dissatisfaction with it. And just know that you are in control and don't take this shit personal and don't let the disappointments paralyze you. My next episode, episode eight, is going to take a completely different turn than we've been discussing today. I'm turning to an other expert, except that her expertise lies in female ejaculation, also known as squirting. So yeah, in episode eight, we are going to discuss a woman's ability to squirt. And I am going to discuss my personal experience ah, with squirting. So you don't want to miss that one. It's um, entertaining and educational, I think. Until then, you can always find me at my website. There are no nice My name is Laura Coronado, and I am your host of There Are No Nice Guys, and I thank you for listening. Break, 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 break.